Welcome to Playing With Perspective, the suspended animation podcast, where we hear real stories from real people and we tackle all sorts of fun topics in the areas of business, marketing, entrepreneurship, mindset, the arts, and well, life itself. It's amazing what you'll pick up. Thanks for joining us. Welcome, everyone. Another fantastic episode of Playing With Perspective, the suspended animation podcast. It's episode 196. I have a fantastic show today all about the wonderful world of Web3, NFTs, and cryptocurrencies. What does all that actually mean? So my guest, Renee Francis, is here. How are you doing, Renee? I'm good, thanks, Darren. Good to chat to you again. Thank you for coming. And I'm so glad you're here to demystify and explain all this stuff that I keep hearing about all the time. Well, um, I, I hope I can demystify it for you today. <laughs> I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. You know more than me anyway, much more. <laughs> but uh, for everyone out there, I just thought I'd give everybody a bit of a, an insight into who Renee is and what she does. So Renee Francis is an entrepreneur who at the age of 27 founded The Bubble Co., a completely remote and flexible full-service digital marketing agency. After working for 10 years in 10 different companies with structures, environments, and people that did not serve her, she was left feeling frustrated, exhausted, undervalued, and depressed. This helped Renee build the grit, resilience, and desire to shake up the nine-to-five world. First seeking flexibility for her own life, Renee is now fueled by her passion to offer this lifestyle to as many other people as possible, which has led her to grow this into a multi-million dollar company. So today, Renee leads the company and a team of freelancers, coaches, and other entrepreneurs, and is a property, stocks, and cryptocurrency investor. Well done, Renee. Welcome oh. to the show. Thank you. Thank you for the intro, Darren. That was uh, awesome. <laughs> so I'd love to get into this. I mean, tell us a bit more about this wonderful world and how you got into this stuff. Yeah, yeah, sure. Absolutely. So I think as your intro uh, mentioned, I started my career like most people do. So I studied and then I, I jumped into the working world and uh, I was working in the, the corporate nine to five. And at first, I really liked it. I really enjoyed it, to be honest. But very quickly, that changed. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do in 9 to 5 corporate? Um, I started off working for an awesome company. I worked at Nokia. Oh, Nokia, wow. Cool. Yeah. yeah. You yeah, remember when Nokia was a, was yeah. a, was a big the, deal? I'd yeah. say the Nokia flip phone, I think. The flip phone. No, could have yes. Been, could have been Nokia. might have been something else. Anyway. Yeah. I absolutely loved working at Nokia because I think it combined my like passion for uh, technology and uh, marketing and sales and innovation and all those types of things. So it was absolutely awesome working there. Um, and then I, yeah, so I continued my journey through the working, um, through working in corporate and, uh, yeah, what I quickly realized, um, after changing a couple of companies is that I really didn't like the corporate world. I didn't like the, the structure, yeah. uh, how rigid it was, uh, the politics. I'm not sure if anybody likes the politics, <laughs> <laughs> um, but what I knew is that I absolutely loved business and I love marketing and I love technology. And so I needed to find a way uh, to work in this environment that, that suited me better. Great. So after many years, I, like, a, uh, like you mentioned earlier, I, um, I founded the bubble co and my vision from the beginning was 
So always be a fully remote and fully flexible digital marketing agency. And I'm proud to say that many years later, that's exactly what we are. We still are. And uh, there's a team of 14 of us now. And uh, we're based all across Australia and New Zealand uh, now. And we're just uh, growing from strength to strength, which is really exciting. And just to just to tie it back to your question about how I got into this digital world <laughs> of the uh, cryptocurrencies is the reason I started with my background is because the, the structures, the, the centralization of the corporate world, all of those types of things didn't sit well with me. Yep. And then a few years ago when I discovered blockchain technology, cryptocurrencies, and, and all these new emerging trends that are all based on decentralization, yeah, that was such a key pivotal thing for me. I was like, wow, this really fits in with everything I believe in. Love it. So, yeah, I actually first discovered cryptocurrencies all the way back in 2012. and. I regrettably did not invest back then, Um, but everyone has that story of, oh, I came across cryptocurrencies in this year, but it wasn't until this many years later that I invested. That's right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So so that's a brief intro into how I discovered the world and why it resonated with me so closely as well. Why it makes so much sense. You're a bit of a rebel. You're a rebel. I guess that's what you can call me. Yeah, that's the casual term. Yeah, that's really interesting. And I kind of want to delve into that a little bit more because that's the key to all this technology is the fact that it's decentralized. So tell us a bit about what that actually means. Yeah, absolutely. So if you think about the the banking system now and the financial institutions, it's very centralized, right? Mm -hmm. So everything is owned and controlled by them. and the reason blockchain was actually created uh, was for the Bitcoin cryptocurrency. So back in 2008, it was the GFC, the global financial crisis. And what was very much realized after that was that the the few powerful big players controlled the many. And it was a very unfair and unequal system. Um, so then a, a person or a group under, that goes under the name of Satoshi Nakamoto uh-huh. invented Bitcoin on the, on the blockchain. And wow. blockchain is basically a ledger, a database that stores information yep. uh, and it stores it um, in cryptography. And the blockchain stores data in blocks, as its name suggests. Mm-hmm. And each block is filled with data and then chained to the next block. Okay. Okay. And then the data in each block depends on a piece of data in the previous block before it. Gotcha. It's like a sequence. It's like a sequence. Yeah. Um, And the unique thing about a blockchain database is that the data is stored in cryptography. It's irreversible. Mm -hmm. It's immutable. Uh And basically it cannot be changed. Wow. Okay. But the best thing about a blockchain, <laughs> but wait, there's more. There's more. <laughs> um, is that it's decentralized, and that's the the reason that um that people gravitate towards it so much because it's not owned and controlled by 
you know, a big tech giant or a big global financial institution or a government. Mm -hmm. It's decentralized. It's a, it's a peer network. And um, basically that database is being maintained by thousands, if not tens of thousands of, of, of people um, and their computers worldwide. Gotcha. So it's a, it's a community and it's everybody's kind of yes. playing their part and that's how it continues to maintain itself. It's not controlled by any one group in particular. Exactly right. And so it it's just, so that is what makes it decentralized and that's what makes it uh, a more fair and equal uh, approach um, when compared to, you know, the traditional uh, banking and currencies that, that are available. Love it. And yeah. so then the, the laws and the ebbs and flows of the market dictate the success of anything on the blockchain because it's purely market driven without anyone else's control. Uh, yes, in essence, but I, I don't want to just say yes like that because big, there are big, uh, companies and institutions who have now, uh, realized the value of, a, of an asset like Bitcoin or, or any cryptocurrency and, uh, you know, are heavily invested in them as well. So yes, in essence, uh, but there are obviously still ways that big, um, institutions can play in this market, but the good thing is, although a lot of people don't realize, we are still very early in this cryptocurrency space. So, yeah. you know, a lot of uh, retail investors, people like you and I, mm -hmm. are still very early and very much ahead of big institutions if, you know, if um, you are to invest now as well. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. And was the blockchain around before crypto was invented or it was kind of invented together? It's a good question. So there have been ledgers, so you know databases and um, and and that ledger technology. Uh, but Bitcoin is really what accelerated the awareness and the the use of blockchain. So nowadays there are many different blockchains. So Bitcoin is just one of them. And the second biggest blockchain is called Ethereum. Yes, I've heard of that. You've heard of that? Yeah. And um, Ethereum is actually a much more versatile blockchain. Uh, so it can have a lot of different applications and, and, and utility built on it. Mm -hmm. um, so it is actually the, you know, the widest and biggest used um, blockchain wow. for a variety of purposes um, yeah, beyond Bitcoin. Gotcha. And again, Ethereum is a, is a peer-based, community-based blockchain. Uh, it is to an extent. Um, so this is where people need to do their research because there are quite a few blockchains um, around these days and they're not all decentralized. So uh -huh. Bitcoin is the original and the greatest. <laughs> okay, so you've got to be careful. So decentralized is the key, isn't it? So you need, because you don't want anybody else controlling what you're doing. Well, yeah, that, that's the, that was the purpose and the intent of of, of uh, Bitcoin and blockchain technology. So look, the good thing about blockchain technology is that while it was invented for Bitcoin, there are a lot of people and companies who've looked at blockchain technology and, and gone, wow, this is fantastic technology. Yeah. We can use this for many other things. We can use this for, um, you know, uh, you know, privacy of, of data and, uh, you know, medical or personal records, um, supply chain management, mm. uh, provenance of products. So, you know, being able to track uh, where products, well, if products come from where they say they come from, right? Mm. Um, as well as, 
you know, really high-end luxury goods can be tracked on the blockchain to ensure their legitimacy and that they're not a counterfeit product. So there are many different use cases of blockchain uh, technology these days. And obviously, cryptocurrency is is one of them. Is one of them, and and now NFTs is is also really a um, a part of this blockchain world, isn't it? It absolutely is. So NFTs falls into the blockchain world and the the bigger Web three world. So yeah. that's what I was going to ask. You, like, <laughs> yeah. Web. What does Web three mean? Just means blockchain. Is that what, is that really what Web three means? So Web three is basically the next iteration of the internet. Yeah. So. If I just take it a step back, Web 1 is when basically we had Internet Explorer. Okay. And we had the ability to send and receive emails. Gotcha. And it was a very static internet, right? And then when we moved into the Web 2 world, that's when we got access to, to many more things. So that's when we had many different internet browsers. So we had, you know, Google Chrome and uh, Firefox and all the different um, browsers that became available to us, not just Internet Explorer. That's when we um, that's when we had access to financial wallets like PayPal, for example. Uh-huh. Yep, great. Um, that's when we were given access to data storage capabilities like Google Drive. Nice, nice. Okay, and the internet became a lot more interactive, um, especially with the launch of social media. Right. So web two is basically the internet that you know now. That's what we use today. So we're right on the cusp though of moving into this web three space. And web three is a very exciting new world. And it's it is the next iteration. And all those things I just mentioned around financial wallets and data storage. Uh, it's like a uh, a leveled up approach, right? So um, in the Web3 world, a lot of our, our digital wallets, um, instead of PayPal, they are based on cryptocurrency and digital assets. Gotcha. Okay. So one example of um, a Web3 fi- wallet uh, is called Metamask, if you've heard of it. I have heard of a Metamask. Okay, great. So MetaMask is where you can hold some Bitcoin, some Ethereum, other cryptocurrencies, as well as other digital assets as well, right? So that's like your digital wallet. Absolutely. That's what it is. Digital wallet. And in the Web3 world, um, your access into a Web3 website is through your digital wallet. Uh-huh. Okay. Interesting. Okay. So rather than typing in a username and password, which is what we're used to doing now in the Web2 world, yeah. in Web3, you're connecting your digital wallet, which then grants you access into the Web3 website. Gotcha. And and that's where NFTs fit in as well, because they also be stored in your digital wallets and their utility and all that kind of stuff. Correct, correct. Should I just describe what NFTs yeah, are? Yeah, please do. <laughs> <laughs> just for the audience, just in please case some people. Do. So um, NFT stands for non-fungible tokens. And if I just break that down a little bit, um, if something is fungible, it means that you can exchange it one for one equal in equal value. Oh, okay. So uh, one Australian dollar can be exchanged for one Australian dollar yep. and that is fungible, right? Okay. So if something is non-fungible, it means that it's uh, a bit more unique and it's not that equal exchange of value, Mm -hmm. right? So a non-fungible token um, 
can be anything from an image or a video or a GIF, an audio file. It can be anything you want it to be. But what what makes it become a non-fungible token is that it's actually uploaded and imprinted on the blockchain, which then basically um, proves its legitimacy, its authenticity, its uniqueness. Um, So there's a little joke in the NFT world because a lot of people see these images or JPEGs on screen. And there's a joke in the NFT world, which is uh, right-click, save as. Yes. I could just right-click that image, save as, and I've also got that NFT. <laughs> but, but it's not tagged as legitimate, isn't it? You can't, you'll find out very easily if, if it's not real. Exactly. Spot on. Yeah, you've got it. So the, the only way that you truly own that NFT is if you can prove its authenticity on the blockchain and, it, and if um, you're the owner of it um, and uh, it's in your digital wallet. Yeah, almost like a copyright type of thing. Exactly. Yeah. That's so. Okay. That's exactly right. Yes. Okay, okay. fantastic. Yeah. So non-fungible tokens, and as, um, as I understand, non-fungible tokens, obviously you can sell a GIF or sell a JPEG, but it might be worth much more than the cost of that to make it might be worth um something as a collector it might also give you some kind of utility it might grant you access to an event or a closed group or just etc 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 yeah absolutely that's that's correct so there are many different types of nfts so uh, which is what you were just touching on so there are collectibles so think of um, pokemon cards or sports yep. cards and yeah. collectibles yep. but digital versions and stamped on the blockchain um, you've got exclusivity, so exclusive club, so mm-hmm. it, which is, and that's kind of like your membership ticket. Nice. Um, but the implication for marketers and businesses really comes around the type of the NFTs which are called utility NFTs, mm-hmm. right? And as its name suggests, when an NFT has a real world utility or real world use case or value, yep. that's when they become really quite interesting and valuable right so um you may have heard in the last couple of weeks two massive brands have announced announced uh you know nft and nft related products yeah, uh, tell us more so one was starbucks last oh, right. week okay cool yeah so starbucks uh announced their uh nfts which uh yeah it's basically like a loyalty club yep um and they get access to you know a whole bunch of different things and there's, you know, different use cases and uh, membership value that comes from owning one of the NFTs, mm-hmm. uh, as well as uh, exciting other things that will be announced in the future as well. Wow. And that's a really important thing about NFTs is having a roadmap. So launching with some real world utility and real world value, uh, but then also considering what year two, three, four and beyond looks like, because uh for an NFT to keep and uphold its value, uh, that brand or that business or that community needs to keep on delivering. Uh, otherwise, the value automatically just drops, does it? Uh, not automatically, but I, I guess if you if you had the option to buy an NFT that was pumping value, pumping benefits all the time versus an NFT that hadn't updated in 12 months, uh, which one would you prefer? And so isn't that, and then you would, the supply and demand would dictate the price. Is that right? Absolutely. That's exactly right. And and that's what um, would help um, dictate the price. So a lot of these NFTs are are tied to Ethereum. 
just so you know, so the Ethereum cryptocurrency um, and uh, also Polygon or, or Matic, that's the same cryptocurrency. Okay. Um, and so the, the price is also determined by their uh, ups and downs in the market as well. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. And isn't that interesting that Ethereum, as you mentioned, is not exactly purely decentralized? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but every, but it's the biggest holder of all these utility-based. Yeah, yeah, it is good to do your research into into Ethereum. They they've actually just undergone a massive update, um, which was uh, called the Ethereum merge. Okay. Which yeah, at the moment has um, made it a little less decentralized, but it, there's obviously more updates to come um, in the future on that one. Okay. Um, but yeah, it is because uh, Ethereum, like I mentioned before, has been one of the the biggest and most versatile blockchains um, today, and they've done a really, really good job, um, a really good job of uh, a attracting a lot of applications and 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 things that are built on top of it. So, um, so, so that's uh, a, a little bit about um, NFTs. Awesome, awesome. And how do you buy these things? Like, do you have, would you go to, you have to log into Ethereum and create an account and then you start trading? Is that how it works? Uh, yeah. So before I answer that question, I should say that none of this is financial advice. <laughs> good good, good uh, disclaimer. Good disclaimer. <laughs> um, but basically there are NFT uh, marketplaces. Yeah. So one of the biggest is called OpenSea. Uh-huh. And that is a Web3 website. So like I mentioned before, you would have to connect your MetaMask or your digital wallet to access that website fully. Okay. Um, there's another one called Nifty Gateway. Okay. Um, but yeah, and through several cryptocurrency exchanges such as CoinSpot and SwiftX, which are both available in Australia, um, they've both recently started to um, offer NFTs uh, to purchase as well. So, right. yeah, it's becoming um, a lot easier. And, you know, there's been announcements by, uh, I think Samsung was one of the biggest brands that announced um, that they are launching the ability to buy and sell NFTs through their smart TVs as well. Oh, my Lord. Yep. So they're just making it easier and easier and more and more mainstream. Okay. So just to clarify for everybody and for me as well. So to start in this whole process, you have to have a digital mask or have a MetaMask? MetaMask, yes. MetaMask, and you have to actually sign up to some kind of a... Um, give, us no, a no, no. give us like the steps and how this <laughs> I'll, I'll give you the rough steps. Works. So you're talking about the steps as a buyer of an NFT. Yep, exactly. Okay. So the, the step, the first step would be to always do your research, yep. firstly. Um, don't just go and buy things because you've listened to this podcast or because you've heard somebody talking about an NFT that sounds interesting. Yeah. Um, the second step would be to create a digital wallet and MetaMask is a great starting point. So that's a that's a place or a site that allows you to create your own digital wallet. Correct, yeah. So you okay. can just Google MetaMask and then um, fairly easy, you can just follow the steps to create your wallet. Awesome. Now, one really important thing I will mention is when we're talking about digital wallets, such as MetaMask, um, when you sign up, it provides you with what's called a secret um, passphrase. Mm -hmm. And it's normally 12 or 24 words long. Mm -hmm. So it could be something like cat, dog, five, launch, market, faster, popping okay. up, just a, a string of random words. Wow, okay. 
And that is uh, super important. You need to uh, write that down and you need to basically store that in a very safe place um, and never share that with anybody because um, as soon as somebody has access to that, they can uh, hack into your digital wallet and steal everything. Oh, my God. So that's your your digital password, digital wallet password in a way. Correct. Yes. So that's key. You don't want to lose that or share that with anybody. Um, and then um, as soon as you've done that, you just need to transfer some cryptocurrency into those into that wallet. Uh-huh. And so, again, so everything is bought with cryptocurrency. At the moment, yes. Um, OpenSea has um, released, uh, you know, some talks about uh, allowing credit card payments. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that's available with every single account at the moment, though. Okay. So, yeah, at the moment, cryptocurrency. So you would transfer some uh, cryptocurrency into your MetaMask wallet. And again, it's quite easy. You can just follow the steps. You can actually, through MetaMask, um, buy cryptocurrency directly into your wallet with your credit card. Okay, cool. So they've made it fairly fairly easy and accessible. Um, and then again, since we're on OpenSea, that's what we're talking about, then you would search for the NFT that you're you're looking to buy. Um, now, a few tips about using OpenSea is there are some scammers on there. So if you're looking for a certain NFT collection, you have to really make sure and verify that you're on the, the, authentic, uh, the authentic page. I'm just throwing in some safety tips along good. the way here. Yeah, very good, very good. <laughs> um, and then... There are some NFTs, it's very similar to eBay, right? So there are some NFTs that will have the option to buy now Mm -hmm. and some that are on auction. So you need to place bids, Uh right? Um, Once you've found the one that you're after, you buy now, you place the bid. And once you make the purchase, um, basically it happens through what's called a smart contract on the blockchain. So you um, send the the currency over to the, the seller, the seller exchanges that, you know, with the NFT over to you and usually or within a couple of minutes, the NFT is then sitting in your wallet. Wow. And that wallet can also, I'm, I'm assuming, have a, a little app or some kind of access on your phone as well. And Yes, a- absolutely. Absolutely. You can. Yes. Okay. Wow. And then all that basically is facilitated through Ethereum and the blockchain technology. Yes. And, and it, Yes, correct. And and like I said, some are through other cryptocurrencies. And some are others, yeah. Uh, all right. Awesome. And to me, it's like a whole new world. And that, basically, that's Web3, isn't it? I mean, this whole, this whole new world with all these different products that are all based really on blockchain. Correct. Way. Yes, that's correct. That's the basis of it. So if I had to summarize uh, Web3... Uh, and I guess it's implications for, you know, business and for marketing um, into three categories. The first one is it's all about community. Yep. So right now, as digital marketers, we use tools like Facebook ads, Instagram ads, LinkedIn ads to to target people. Yep. And right now, those tools are still the most sophisticated uh, advertising platforms we have in the whole world. Yep. Um, although in recent years, with all the data restrictions, it, it's becoming harder and harder to target specific people with the right message. Mm-hmm. So where Web3 comes in and where the community aspect comes in is that it's all around building really strong communities that people want to be part of and people opt to be part of. Gotcha. Right? Wow. So then it's not so much about trying to like go out there and, and target um, people. Yep. 
Um, the second thing, I guess, that underpins Web3 is NFTs, which we just spoke about. Mm-hmm. Um, and the third thing is something called tokenization or token economics. Okay. So currently, like I said, we use Facebook ads or we use Instagram ads. And as a marketer, we pay uh, Meta or we pay LinkedIn yep. uh, or we pay Google, depending on which ad platform. And we pay them a fee. Usually it's a cost per click fee. Yep. to target, uh, you know, uh, certain people or a target audience with our message. Mm-hmm. So we are leveraging off these big global tech giants and their data. Uh, in Web3, the again, the whole decentralization, um, it removes the need for these big global tech giants because we actually pay the end user in tokens for their attention. Right. Okay, so if um if you we go back to the concept of in Web three, everybody has a digital wallet. Yep. And as people are using the internet and different sites and whatnot, we can um, pay them in tokens, uh, which are a, a version of a cryptocurrency. Yep. Um, direct into their digital wallet, and this is actually happening right now in various ways. So there is a an internet browser called Brave, B-R-A-V-E. It's a browser I've been using for a few years now. Okay, wow. And just by using the browser every day as I do with my normal day and, uh, you know, my normal life and work, um, I'm actually being paid in a cryptocurrency token called Basic Attention Token or B-A-T. It's like uh, cryptocurrency frequent fly points. <laughs> Similar, (laughs) similar. So um, I'm not doing anything out of the ordinary. I'm not going to any extra effort. I'm just carrying, you know, going on about my day as I normally would, but I'm being paid in tokens, which convert into uh, US dollars or Australian dollars. And it, and the um, one of the, I read that one of the guys behind the Brave browser actually worked on Google Chrome. Uh-huh. So it's a very solid browser, um, but then there are a whole bunch of applications popping up that are similar to this. So paying for people's attention, uh, rewarding people um, like for playing games or or moving, like how many steps they do per day, wow. all these sorts of things are happening um, in the Web3 world. And the, the those three things, the community, the NFTs and the token economics, uh, are probably the three biggest implications for for business and marketers in the Web three world. Wow, that's crazy. I mean, and so then in the future, really, you know, marketing marketing is always about branding. It's always about creating a brand and and creating a you know a name for yourself and attracting people to your to your community and to your purpose and to your vision. And this plat these platforms will allow you to do that in a much more scalable and a, and a different way. And yeah. done it up till now. Yes, absolutely. And in a way that rewards people uh, for either their attention or their engagement. or So rather than, like I said, large centralized uh, gl- like tech companies being paid for, for your data, Darren, mm-hmm. you're going to get paid for, for your data and your attention and your engagement with ads. Wow. So they're actually rewarding the users for being part of the community in a way. 
Absolutely, that's exactly right. So, um, if I if I do have one thing I I can recommend or advise today is to to jump on the Brave browser. It's a fantastic browser, okay. and it's a very seamless transition from you know any of the browsers that you're used to using, and and you simply get rewarded for it. So why not? It's amazing. It's like, this is a whole new world. (laughs) It really is a whole new world. (laughs) Whole new world. And and I suppose taking, going back to Starbucks in the old days, you would have had the little, you know, loyalty cards, get 10 stamps and get the coffee free or whatever. Now they're probably going to do it with um, NFTs and tokens and all this kind of stuff. Exactly. Because if you think about the old way of doing things with cards, you know, people can pass them around and that, you know, there's a lot of, um, uh, uh, ways that that can be um, manipulated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But using blockchain technology, things cannot be manipulated as easily. Right. I love it. Okay. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. And we've touched on this a little bit. If you were to, you know, there's obviously a lot of stuff out there and a lot of things that you can buy, and a lot of it's great and a lot of it's probably absolute rubbish. How do you? research or start thinking about what might be a good NFT or might be a good, um, you know, something to buy into? That's a really good question. Um, I think there's a few important things to um, to consider. Uh, firstly, not financial advice, um, but... <laughs> You're very good at this. You've done this. I'm very good. I've done this, yes. <laughs> um, there are a few things to consider. So when you are looking at an NFT or a cryptocurrency to invest into, you know, some of the key things to look at is, uh, you know, who are the team involved, right? And and what kinds of uh, backgrounds do they have, experience? So if they're launching a, a, a coin or an NFT about gaming, for example, mm-hmm. do they have background in gaming? So do they have legitimate experience in that field? Right. Do they have experience uh, running uh, businesses, uh, companies, startups, whatever it might be? Um, is something important to consider. Um, secondly, is having a look at the roadmap. So there are so many NFT projects out there, mm-hmm. um, and cryptocurrencies. I, I think there's, I think there's over ten thousand cryptocurrencies now. I might have that number wrong, but there's a lot. Um, and so, it, and you know, anyone can start one of these. So it's important to have: is the roadmap legitimate? Is it real? Can they deliver on what they're promising? Is it realistic? Um, All those sorts of things. Um, The the third thing is around the community as well. So are they engaged? Are they actively communicating? Are um, Are they really involved in the community? And that's another important thing. Um, and, and I guess I'll, I'll kind of wrap up this by saying it's similar to uh, investing in stocks or companies. You know, yeah, just I was just do, about do to say that. Diligence. It's almost like buying shares or buying yeah. stocks and you have to know all, you have to get all the information behind the scenes to know yeah. if it's going to be a good investment or not. That's exactly right. That is exactly right. Yes. Love that. And so, because that's basically what it is. It's, it's an investment in the future. It, it is. It's an investment. So... Um, yeah, it's important just to do a bit of research. And I think, you know, on the flip side, the worst thing you can do is uh, you heard someone else bought something and um, they made money off it. So I'm going to quickly go and buy it now as well, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. So, again, it's it's common sense. It's as if you were investing in anything else, whether that was, uh, you know, stocks, uh, uh, property. It, it's doing research and, and making sure that, um, yeah, you, you're covering all your bases. Yeah, awesome. And it sounds like, you know, if you're going to get into this world, 
it'd be a very good idea to really spend a lot of time understanding the whole underlayer and technology, how, how all this works and understanding the interplay between all these different sites and masks and tokens and <laughs> language before you start jumping in and buying stuff like that. Absolutely. Do your, do your research, really think about things properly and talk to a lot of people like Renee. Uh, yeah, that that's uh, very, very uh, intelligent um, advice. Just to you make sure that you understand the basics and the background of, of what's going on. That, that's uh, for sure. Love yes. it. Well, that's incredible. We've, we've touched the sides only, I'm sure. But it's <laughs> fascinating to understand, you know, to really break down what these terms mean and the technology that they sit on. Um, and I've learned a hell of a lot. But I want to give you a little bit of time to chat about the Bubble Co., and tell us a bit more about what you guys are doing and you know because i love the concept oh cool well firstly i'm glad that you learned something it's uh i'm super passionate about this web3 space as you can you can probably like sense it like oozing out of I me can tell. um but yeah so at the bubble co we're a full service digital marketing agency so what we do is we start by defining uh, our clients digital marketing strategy um, and everything we do starts on on strategy. We don't like to um, to do run any campaigns or any marketing for the sake of it. And um, basically, that flows through everything from web development, SEO, content, uh, and all that social media campaigns through Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, email marketing. We do the lot. Now, I spoke about Web two and Web three. Uh, the Bubble Co is sort of at two point five right now. We're we're like Web two point five. I love it. Cool. <laughs> Uh, because we are um, basically um, in talks with and working on developing a couple of NFT projects, uh, marketing NFT projects, oh, wow. uh, and, and moving into this uh, Web3 space. And over the next few years, uh, we'll definitely be moving uh, more towards that space because it is the way of the future. Love it. And and what's unique about the Bubblico, again, is that it's all freelance-based, isn't it? Yeah, so it is. So everyone that is in our team either was or is a freelancer or a contractor. Yep. And um, it's a very deliberate, uh, it's very deliberate that we do that because um, these people have grit. They've either run their own business or, or tried to or are, and they've got a completely different mindset, right? And they just know what it takes to deliver uh, at a very high level for clients. Um, but the other thing that's really important is because we are fully flexible and fully remote, is that they really also value delivering high quality, meeting deadlines, giving their best, but then also having a lifestyle at the same time. Love it. Love it. Yeah. You've kind of it's you're kind of mirroring this on web three in a way, in that this is a decentralized version, a blockchain version of a marketing agency. I hope so, because I, I <laughs> love decentralization. It's <laughs> very cool. I like that. No, that's awesome. Thanks, Darren. Pleasure. But um, how can we find you? How can the audience find you if we want to work with you guys? Yeah, sure. So you can jump on our website, thebubbleco.com.au. Uh, you can also find us on all the socials, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, TikTok, Instagram. Um, and you can personally find me also on uh, LinkedIn, on Instagram, on Twitter, uh, so yeah, reach out, happy to connect. Awesome. And then if people are, you know, thinking about starting some kind of a web three campaign, you guys will definitely be helping. Yes. Please come and chat to us. We'd love yeah. to help. Awesome. Well, if I ever set up my own NFT, I'm coming. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Can't wait, Darren. Awesome. Well, Renee, thank you so much. It's been absolutely fantastic. I've learned so much, been fascinating. 
I'm glad. I'm glad. You're welcome. Definitely giving me lots of, um, you know, impetus for research. Good. I'm glad. Understand a little bit more about some of these terms and, and, you know, words that I never even knew what they meant. (laughs) But um, very, very fascinating, very interesting, very, very funky new world. And I suppose, you know, it's just going to continue to evolve and who knows where it'll end. Oh, absolutely. It really will. I think I mentioned to you before, I was at Australia's first crypto convention on the weekend and there were like over 3,000 people there. So Incredible. Yeah, it's it's a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Renee, thanks again for joining us. Really appreciate it. Is there anything you'd like to leave us with before we finish? Um, I guess I'll, I'll leave with one more security tip that I uh, didn't mention earlier. But if anyone does make the decision to um, invest in cryptocurrencies or any of these digital assets, uh, it's really important to invest in a cold storage wallet. So um, that's something called a ledger or a trezor. Um, so you can Google those. Make sure you buy the authentic ones from the the source themselves. Don't buy them secondhand off eBay or anything like that. Um, and that's probably the most secure way to store your digital assets. Wow. Unbelievable. <laughs> My head is spinning. <laughs> <laughs> I hope in a good way. In a good way. Absolutely. <laughs> well, Renee, thank you so much. Everybody out there, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Um, lots of information there about this wonderful new world of Web3, cryptocurrency, NFTs, and uh, it's just the beginning. We'll see you very, very soon for another episode. And Renee, thanks again for joining us on the show. Thanks, Darren. Bye for now. Bye. Thanks again for joining me for another episode of Playing With Perspective, the suspended animation podcast. If you would like to join me as a guest on the show, I would be delighted to collaborate. Feel free to buzz me on 0414-659-800 or email me on darren at suspendedanimation.com.au. I'm always on the lookout for great guests who can share their stories and expertise with my community. Also, if you have been thinking about putting your own podcast together and not sure where to begin, look no further. I run a really simple three-part podcasting course, one-on-one with me, where I walk you through the entire podcasting journey. You will end up with a fantastic new podcast to start sharing right away. Feel free to get in touch to discuss further. But for now, though, have a fantastic day and I'll see you next time.